When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. We were just talking, uh, me and DeMarco were talking about uh, some burgers and stuff. I know, DeMarco, yeah. you're plant-based now, so you're not going in, in burgers as much. Don't but... be telling my business. Oh, oh sorry. How dare you? Yeah, sorry. Come on, now you're going to ruin my street cred. <laughs> hey, plant-based, you shouldn't lose uh, street cred for that. But we were having talking about the window. It's uh, yeah. There's one in Silver Lake and there's one in Venice uh, that's amazing. It's like these smash burgers. I had one yesterday. Oh, so good. Slee, I thought she went to Japan again, by the way. You thought what, Sadie? I thought you left and went to Japan. I almost <laughs> get there in 10 hours. See? I was on my way. How did you get to Japan so fast? That's you left on Tuesday. The, uh, Come on. Because he uh, didn't go to Japan. <laughs> DeMarco. Is that what it is? He stayed in Pasadena and just hang, hung out. Okay, so oh. let, let, me, let me tell one. I'm going to tell you one, uh, one story. This is all just food related. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I got there. It was it's like 830 at night, something like that. That's when I flew into Tokyo. By the time you get to the hotel, everything, it's like 10.30. Same story. It's like 10.30, okay? Yeah. So I get there, and I I didn't sleep, which was actually kind of perfect because I could instantly just kind of acclimate to their time. It's a 16-hour difference. How can you instantly acclimate to a 16-hour difference? Because I didn't fall asleep on the plane because I suck at sleeping on planes. Okay. So by the time I got to the hotel, it's 10.30 at night, Tokyo time. I get there, and I'm out right away. So I wake up in the morning, and uh, we're going to go to Tokyo Station. Tokyo Station is where we're going to get our Japan Rail Pass. So now was you Lady take... Sleep cool, too? She she falls asleep, but she was... Yeah, she was... She was, ready to she was a trooper. Yeah. Yeah. She was a trooper, but, yeah. um, you know, you're also fighting it as the week goes on, of right? Of course. It is what it is. Yeah. But by the time we got to... In the morning, we get up, uh, go to the... Uh, uh, the JR, which is the Japan Rail Station. So now you got to buy that pass. Now you can take the train everywhere, Kyoto, blah, blah, blah. At Tokyo Station is some of the best food that you're going to have. So think about this. At a quickly. train station? Yes. Wow. So think about this. But it's not like, you know, whatever you're thinking about here, it's nothing like that. It's like clean and organized. and It's basically like the Tokyo Station underneath the Tokyo Station it's like a full mall. So it's got stores, it's got shops, it's got nice places, it's got everything you could think like of. Like Fig and Seventh right here. Fig and Seventh yeah. is, is 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 an example, but like fifteen times fifteen times larger, Century City, something like that. So there's one area of the Tokyo Station that's called Ramen Street. Okay. You know what's crazy? This is my there's second. There's no ramen? Oh, <laughs> right. This is my. That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah. This is my second time in Japan. My second time in Tokyo, and so I go back to Ramen Street for the second time. The first time I went there was like right in the middle of the day, but you can't get into any of these places. They're all small little spots. You got more, no more than ten or twelve seats for each one of these spots. Is it crowded? And there's nine crowded, like oh, yeah. crazy, crowded, okay. like you couldn't imagine. Like you're in the heart of Times Square, really, but underneath and everything else. So. The most popular of the ramen spots, this is at 7.30 in the morning, opens at 7 a.m. in the morning. There's already a line that's, like, wrapping around it's at 7 a.m. in the morning. It's that good. Wow. So I'm like, all right, well, we're here. Um, we're going to go ahead and wait in line, and we're going to go have, you know, this specific good ramen spot. Good for you. Spot. Yeah. Line didn't actually take all that long. It was the only time that you were probably going to get it because all the other stores weren't even open yet. None of the other ramen shops were open. This place opens at 7 a.m. It's a freaking ramen store at Tokyo Station. There's a line all the way outside. I sat my 45 minutes, waited, sat, had the ramen, best ramen, of course, I've ever had say, in my was it life. Good? Yeah. Even, it's stupid. Yeah. And then 
You get out, you're done. It's 8 o'clock in the morning, and I had two bowls of ramen. Two bowls of ramen at 8 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Stay close to the hotel. Welcome to Tokyo. I got you. I like it. I like it. That was my perfect perfect, uh, entrance there. Mm. So we're we're seeing on one of the TVs right now. um, Pat McAfee's show is down at uh, in Boulder. Yeah. Okay. First take. Dion. Down at Boulder. Yeah. Um, I think you said 60 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Down at Boulder. Um, let's see who else that we got here. We got uh, Big Noon Kickoff. Down in Boulder. At, down yeah. at Boulder. Yeah, yeah. College Game Day. Down at Boulder. TV's Clinton Yates. Is <laughs> down why in, in the house. Is he at Boulder for this? <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he oh, is. my yeah, gosh. Yesterday okay. he dropped into the show. I was like, all right, guys, I got to go. I'm going to LAX because I'm taking off to go to Boulder. Wow. Have you seen, for all the years that you've been around football, college or NFL, this type of attention this quick like there wasn't this isn't a lead up of like five years and this is how good this team is and there's a quarterback that represents that school or it's the coach that's super popular I'm just using Saban as an yeah, example yeah. or using Tom Brady and the Patriots I'm going and through it's my Belichick. Rolodex yeah yeah go ahead have you have you seen something like this uh, where in this short of a period of time? No, not this fast, but it is Deion Sanders. It is prime. He is the guy. This is the guy that played in a professional baseball game and football game in the same week. He would helicopter in to catch up with the Falcons. And, and play- it's at a Power 5 school. So obviously Amazing. Jackson State had a lot of pub, yeah. everything around it. But then you're doing it at a Power 5 school. It's even more recognition. I, I've never seen anything like this this fast. The only thing that came to mind was Tebow mania. But that built over time. He wasn't even the starter. But no, nothing like this. Uh, he put it out there. He said this was possible, and he's backing it up. That's why I was amazed that a coach from the opposing team yep. that he's getting ready to play has the temerity to pop off to Deion Sanders. Do you not know who this guy is? Let me play that sound for you really quick just yeah. in case people don't know yeah, what we're talking about. Bell. Yeah, from the Colorado State's head coach. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. And Dion has, wears his hat and his glasses to post-game press conferences, yeah. off it's the Deion field. Sanders. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it's, start it's prime. Have you seen his draft video when he was drafted by the Falcons? Did you see what he was wearing? All the gold, everything? This has been prime. This is his thing. This is not an act. This is who he is. That's insane. Really, you you are attacking the way this man was raised. That's what it sounded like to me. You, he basically said, "Your mama." What's, what's the what's the what's the reasoning or what's the thought process? Does he just not respect my thought? Dion is is going to snatch players away from coaches. People, kids gravitate but, but towards that's that. That's not helping your your if you're playing, trying to play defense on Dion and talking about how whatever his version in his head making it sound more like, hey, I show more respect because I take my glasses off, I take yeah. my hat off, whatever the case is. I don't think that's going to help um, Jay Norvell's case if you're saying that these are coaches that are now trying Heck to – no. It sounded it's like – So sounded, what's the thought process? He what's sounded, the That sounds to me like he's trying to recruit, like he's in somebody's living room talking to parents. I'm going to teach your kid to sit up straight, take his hat off, take his sunglasses off when you're in the room with adults. That's old school coaching. Now then Prime walks in with the sunglasses and the hat, and he's got he's flamboyant personified. That is what's going to sell parents and kids on that program. The whole sit up straight, you know, take off your hat stuff, that is, that's so passe now. No one's listening to that. Yeah. It sounds old, doesn't it? It sounds old These school, right? These kids are making money. These kids are almost professional. This is a different era well, of I, college football. This is the issue that I had with it. More than anything else, I think – we were talking about Marshawn Lynch, and we're talking about how Marshawn Lynch, what I love about Marshawn, it's genuine. It's him. Marshawn's yeah. not trying to put on – that's Marshawn Lynch. Tell me, have you ever watched the Dion and said, this guy's not – he's being fake? Absolutely not. That no. this guy's not actually giving his true thoughts or opinion, that this guy's trying to be something else? That's the issue I had with the comments. It's like, wait a minute. You're talking about Dion Sanders. Dion did not – get the job, the head coaching job at Colorado, and all of a sudden start becoming a different person. This is who he is for the moment you said he got drafted 
X amount of years ago to who he is today. Why is this a surprise? This is who he is. This is the authentic Deion Sanders. Absolutely. This is prime. This is who he is. This is how he lives his life. Don't you remember when he went to the Niners, came back to Atlanta, picked off Jeff George, went the distance, started the press conference with, this is my house. Now you can start the press conference. This has always been him. He had a, a, a rap album called Must Be the Money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way back in the days. Must be the money. Yeah, this is not an act. This <laughs> is who Prime Tenders. Are you in that video, too? Say again? Are you in that video, too? Stop it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I did hear, I, I, I can't confirm this, I heard Dion, his, there's a house or a guest house on his property, and it's not really a house. Okay. I mean, it's a true house where someone could live, if you want to put your parents there. Sure. It's not a house. It's a closet. Dead serious. It's a closet. That's how he rolls. He has a 4,200 five-bedroom, five-bedroom, four-bath closet. Closet. Yes, this is prime. So I think Coach Norvell was crazy for saying this, or he's crazy smart. Well, it it Because it went everywhere. I was going to say, I'll tell you what it did do. If I'm trying to look at it from his perspective, the amount of attention for tomorrow's game, oh, it went up. Let's not roof. pretend. Yeah. Let's not pretend. I mean, on sports talk radio, and listen, they might get blown out by 50 tomorrow. I, and I hope it's by 100. It, it could yeah. happen. It could very well happen. But we started talking about this game a lot different. We know what we didn't do, which we could have easily done, is we were, we were going to jump across tomorrow's game, and we're going to start talking about them against Oregon, start talking about them against USC. Cause then those it gets are the real. Next, <laughs> those are the next two matchups that are coming. Yeah. But instead, we're talking about this game tomorrow. Is it Smart. almost like a WWE move where you're like, you have to be the heel? He has to it have something like a work. to say against him. Yeah, you know, I gotta have a heel move where you know you're having to be the real villain of the story. Say this, yeah, and exactly. I'll do that. Right? You know, <laughs> this way, I, I I still don't really understand it. I think probably some other coaches will learn from this and say that, hey, you know, what he's doing for college football is amazing. Yeah. This is great. Uh, yes, we want to beat him on Saturday. Of course we do. Yeah, yeah. But um, but what he's doing for the game is unbelievable. I think that faction is dying off. Dabo Sweeney's like that in Clemson. He doesn't like the NIL. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if Nick Saban is on board with Nick it. Nick Saban's on board. Kind he, of on board so with he, it. He's he just hates doing that anything other that will get can... the best players to Alabama, and he is full in on NIL yeah. because it gets him the best players. He, I think... He wasn't totally against it, but he wasn't totally for it before well, it happened. Th- but after it happened, he's all in. Now there's real. Now the competition is also a little bit different, right? Right. Because I'm sure a lot of these guys were getting paid very creatively. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that creativity is gone, the that's legal. It's um, dealership and so Tuscaloosa. on the way in, I could not believe. I'm an old school college football guy. I, yeah. I still believe in the student athlete. On the way in, going down the 110, there was a billboard with Caleb Williams' face on it. Mm-hmm. That blew my mind. Yeah. This is a different era where you can actually market yourself as a college athlete. Where you can actually make, make money. money for all those that are making money off of you. What an unbelievable theory. And right. It like, gives what, them- what, 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 a, what a concept. But Let me go ahead and yeah. make money off of everybody else making but money off of But I never thought I'd see the day, ever, that we'd be here with college athletics. And I think Deion Sanders is at the – he's the tip of the iceberg. This got- is what it is now. I got one more question on the Dion front. Let's do it when we come back, and then I really want to spend some time talking a little bit about uh, a couple things here. We're going to stay on football. we got to do Niners-Rams coming up this Sunday, just your expectations for this weekend's game. Uh, Lincoln Riley had some very, very interesting um, conversation about potentially calling it quits in 10 years, so we can do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, DeMarco Farr in the house. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. How long How long do you think we've known each other? A couple years now? Yeah. Something like that. Few? Yeah. How come I didn't know about the Nelly video? I don't know. Come Who on, Who told man? you about it? Emily? I love it. It's my favorite Emily thing. loves telling people about <laughs> that. All over Twitter, man. Bro, wow. I used, to, I used to listen to that song. Yeah. Back in the college days, Nelly had a time. Nelly was... I never told you my Nelly story? Nothing. Okay, so this is funny. We're talking about the Rams moving to St. Louis. So this yeah. is 1995, mm-hmm. 96, 97. We are the it thing in St. Louis outside of the Cardinals. Ozzie Smith, all that stuff, right? So we met a lot of people, a lot of kids. So we met these kids once. And what do you want to be when you grow up, kid? Oh, I'm going to be a rapper. So how, of course, how old... How old? At that time, how old? How old am I? No, no, no. How old? Not you're the saying same you're meeting with the kids. These are like, you know, late teens, early 20s. Okay. I'm going to be a rapper. So, okay. of <laughs> course, we do the role model thing. Come on, kid. Go back to school. Stay in school. Yada, yada, yada. Yep. Turns out one of those kids was Nelly. Right. So, Nelly blows up. Damn. <laughs> Comes back. And, you know, we had a relationship. St. Louis is small. Yeah. So, he remembered. So, he asked us to sign a football. I gave a stay in school, kid. He brought the football back and said, now do you want my autograph? And I'm like, "Uh, actually, yeah. (laughs) Please. (laughs) And I want to be in your video. (laughs) And I want to be in your video. Oh, my God, yeah. Please. I'm glad you didn't listen to me. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really funny. That's a classic (laughs) song. And the fact when I had to go back, I'm like, DeMarco Farris, I've – I've never heard this story. I would start every story as I introduce myself with, yeah, I was in Nelly's video. Good oh, my God. You. Did you see the velour sweatsuit and the earring? Come on now. You were doing your thing. That was a different dude. You were doing your I thing. That was a different guy. How much did that sweatsuit cost? You don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to know how much that cost. Hey, Jorge, we might talk a little bit about Ross and TJ Maxx. That didn't come from Ross. <laughs> no, I didn't. That no, one no. oh didn't come from there. Hot, sweaty, stinking. <laughs> but I look good, though. That was the question about fashion. Suffering for fashion. That sweatsuit was hot. <laughs> but, Man, it was but it was fashionable. Well, I would look good. Yeah. Okay, it's the... Uh, oh, this, bro, it's a, it's a hit. It was a hit for a long time, and oh, it man. still hits. Oh, yeah. I know. It still hits. It was cool. If you don't know, DeMarco is in that video. Go on Sitting YouTube. Sitting right Go next to Ozzy Smith. Yeah. Go check it out. <laughs> um, we, we taught Dion's the story. He's the story everywhere. Can we fast forward a little bit? And I'm not yeah. even talking about fast forward to Oregon, fast forward to USC. Oh. I'm talking about fast forward. Dion Sanders has taken college football by storm. He's okay. finally he's finally in a power five, but it was one of the worst schools in all of college football. They were all the terrible. attentions on that. Yeah. What happens from here? What ha- I mean, I, how much of this is completely based if if they go if they go five hundred this year, which there was a time where that's a that's a great look at that shot. Look at that shot. Look at that Come suit. on now. <laughs> can social suffering. See can social see that? that it's about a thousand degrees in that sweatsuit right there. With all those lights I can that imagine. That thing is thick. Oh, my God. And let me tell you, that environment, what you're seeing, smells yeah. like Amsterdam. The whole <laughs> joint right there. Oh, my God. I was I'm so sure hungry. I'm sure the whole joint. Yeah, oh, I had sure. the munchies. The no doubt. of Amsterdam, of course. Yeah. No doubt. No I doubt. Love, I love that of all the words you could have used, the whole joint. The whole is the, joint yeah, smells like the, Amsterdam. Is the one that you use. Okay, so about let's Dion. Say, Long range it. talking about Dion, you got to talk about the short term, too, because let's say he plays Oregon and then SC and okay. beats them both. Right, and he wins the Pac-12, the last year of the Pac-12, so to speak. Right, he goes out as Pac-12 champion, so he's already recruiting. There are kids changing their minds right now about where they want to go. I, I had to commit here. Wait a minute, this Colorado thing looks good. I want to go with Prime. You win the Pac-12, it's it's going to be even worse for some of these coaches. There's no way you can compete with Deion Sanders in a room. There's no, there's no, there, there'll be no way in the world you'd be able to compete with Deion Sanders in the living room if he actually wins in a Power Five. Can he I out recruit everyone? Can I not? I don't want to go that far. I want to say that he comes his first year as a coach in a Power Five conference, and they go six and six. That he went instead of going to get three wins last year, they had one win. He beats a couple top twenty-five teams. Okay, what does that resume do? Because that look, this is what I think is getting lost in what he's doing right now. To just casually say, what if he beats Oregon and USC? That would be unbelievable. What if he beats one of those schools? That would be unbelievable, at least in my eyes. 
There's about I think there's eight teams ranked in the uh, in the Pac-12 right yeah. now. Obviously, Colorado being one of them. What if what if they lose to both of those teams, but he's able to take out a, a UCLA and an Arizona State? My point is, is there's still ways to have success this year, and it doesn't have to be winning the Pac-12. Are other powerhouses out there? Colorado is not a powerhouse. You may say in the mid '90s they were a powerhouse. Oh yeah. You don't think of Colorado as a powerhouse. Not, are there schools yeah. in the SEC? Are there schools in the Big Ten that are saying they're turning their head and they're saying, guys? Could we have had an opportunity to go get Deion Sanders? We didn't do it. Colorado did, and look what he's done to that program a, like that. There's a reason he doesn't mention Florida State. They should have hired him, and they went a different direction. That's what, start, uh, that's what started this whole thing. So, yeah, right now, every coach in the SEC, every coach in the Conference X or the Big Ten, whatever you want to call it, the ACC, they're all sweating bullets. Not because maybe Colorado could beat them this year. is He's going to out-recruit them. He has captured the imagination of the player. He even says it's about players. His recruiting pitch is, I want to amass the greatest selection of players Oof. possible in, in, in America. And he actually knows how to speak to those kids and speak their language and out-recruit people. That's why you get coaches, uh, guys like this, Coach Norvell, popping off. He knows he can't compete with that. Yeah. If you've got a, a, a star player on your football team and you're not Power 5, and Deion Sanders comes to town, there's a good chance you may lose that player to the transfer portal Ooh. to get to Colorado, especially if there's a need there. And Dion identifies you as you should be with us. The reason why I bring it up is I guess what I'm getting at is does he feel I could accomplish whatever goals I need to accomplish? I'll be fine here at Colorado. Or do you think this will eventually lead him to another stepping stone to where it's not even – there's there's the power of brands. Yeah. Okay. When let me use LeBron as an example, LeBron is as powerful as a brand as it gets in all of all of sports. It's, Top it's, three in the world. It's as powerful as a brand yeah, as yeah. it gets. Well, what if you take that brand and I put it with the Los Angeles Lakers? You probably can't find a a, a, a more powerful combination than the two. Lakers are powerful on their own. LeBron's powerful on its own. Put those two things together. They're wow, Thanos. what what yeah. could that be? Right. In college, the way I look at Dion is, are we in a couple years talking about Dion Sanders with one of those? Look, it depends on where Nick Saban goes in the next five years, because that's the other guy in the room. And it's funny they do commercials together; they really do. So Nick Saban puts guys in the NFL, so Dion still has to do that, and I think he's going to start this year. Like he'll start having guys go from his his program right to the NFL and be pro ready, like Nick mm-hmm. Saban. Uh, when you go through Alabama, when you graduate or in three years, or when you leave that program, you are pro-ready. You're better than most. So I think Dion will start to build that sort of reputation. And I'm not. And, and then I think I don't think he stops at college football like Nick Saban. I think Dion moves right into the NFL hmm. as the next stage of his evolution. It's fascinating, man. I mean, he, he's taken over, literally has taken over the conversation over the last couple of weeks. And a lot of it, too— in the NFL right now, this is a former NFL player. This is a former Super Bowl champion. Everybody knows Dion. Not just an NFL player. He's taking over Saturdays and Sundays. The greatest a superstar NFL player. Yes. One of the greatest in his positions at of all of NFL. And so that's why a lot of times, like Nick Saban, uh, who else went to the NFL? Uh, um, Urban Meyer, they don't always work out in the NFL because sure. it's Carroll, hard to transfer that. Uh, I mean, Pete worked. Carroll succeeded. Yep. But like, it's hard to transfer that same mentality of like you're the you're the head honcho in this city in this small town, and you're this god in this campus, and they go to the NFL, and these are professionals, they're not going to treat you necessarily the same way. But then you go and have Dion. You have that respect of everybody, everybody you, in the NFL. Have you guys been to Canton, Ohio, the Hall not. of Fame? I've not. Okay, when you go into that room, there's there's busts of all the greatest players ever to play this game. Ever. All the greatest players are in there. There's only one with a bandana on it. Him. Mm-hmm. No one else is allowed to do that. The only way you're allowed to do that is to be Dion. It's authentic. Is to be prime. He you put is these glasses on. <laughs> that guy. He is that guy. So whenever you talk about watering down the Hall of Fame, you're talking about guys like him. There's good, there's great, and there's special. He's special. Mm. And now he's coaching. And now he's recruiting. And now he's coming after your kid. I've heard him say in some of his interviews, which yeah, kind of gives you chills. Actually, with Michael Irvin when he did it. He says something to the, can you imagine 
if I get me some four or five stars on the front line, can you imagine if I get me some four or five that O line, the O line and the D line, and they're both just start laughing? And Michael Irving's putting his head back like, oh yeah. my gosh! And it's almost like it was a pitch during his. He's on every network. He's in every oh, one yeah. of these pressers. I mean, that's what Nick Saban does. That's why he goes well, on the that, at the College Football Championship. But the difference, the difference, and. That to I, I me got, was a challenge to Saban. I, I yeah. got I got nothing 100%. again. You know, all the respect. These is one of the greatest to ever do it. But we go back to Dion is just there's no coach that can say, Well, I'm gonna try and do it Dion's way. No, you won't. You can't. <laughs> It'll be phony. You It'll can't. be fake and phony. Yeah. Well, plus you're not, like you said, go into the Hall of Fame and the way it's listed and the way it looks, it's just nobody else can. Okay. Yeah, who could convince these people to go to Boulder too <laughs> right. of all places? Damn. Okay, um, Lincoln Riley had some comments that uh, I think were really interesting talking about his future. We're not talking today, tomorrow, but about 10 years down the road. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis at Sleeper Show, 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we just were talking about uh, Dion in the last segment, Coach Prime, and he said this on first take this morning. He says, uh, I ain't going to the NFL. I like it in Boulder. So as of right now, he is not going to the NFL anytime soon. But if he did, okay. it'd be great. Okay, wait until Jerry Jones calls. Right, exactly. Then we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'll just, I'm just going to hand you the Cowboys. Dion is gone, and you know that. He'll be in Dallas and in a heartbeat. Jerry would eat that up, too. Oh, my God. Come the on. The way you were setting up, you know, talking off air, we should have just kept going. Commercials could have just been on behind us. But some of the stuff you were saying, just about the, you know, these powerhouses and how you might got some of these, the front line like we talked about, where they might be going today to one of these power schools, but... That could be changing. Oh, yeah. You know, and you Nick Saban has built an entire career because he can recruit bigs mm-hmm. on either side of the football. O-line, D-line. These guys are all huge. They're big. They're pro-ready. Game changers. Game changers. Okay, now Dion is in the mix, and he starts to steal one or two. Or you have transfer portals, and then Colorado is built the same way Alabama is built. And then away we go. And he wins 12 games a year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's how you build and build and build and build. If Dion ever won a national championship in college, shut the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. Forget it. That's the end of the line. That's it. No more. <laughs> and there's like the difference between that and then there's like the Lincoln Riley way, which if you're a quarterback, you want to win a Heisman and you want to get drafted to the NFL, you go to Lincoln Riley and that already like puts you ahead sure. of a lot of stuff. No, it's a good. Or if you're a receiver or if you're like that stuff, you'll, you'll go to Lincoln Riley because you're going to play with the best quarterback in college football. That's why I was curious when he said 10 years and I'm done. I'm like, I wonder what SC is going to say about let that. Me, oh, let, me, no. read, let yeah. me read the quote here. Okay. okay. We actually so, have the sound if you want to put okay, the sound. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, I think it's on your page, too. Stand by. I, I, I got, I'll play it. I, I don't know how I'll feel in a few years when I became a head coach so young. I mean, I become a head coach at 33. My mindset was always like, if you make it to 50. Because there is other things I want to do. I don't even know exactly what they are. I don't know that I have the list right now, but I, I just know there's other things I want to do and experience. And I may have a different tune when I get to 49, um, but I, I, don't, I don't care a lot about like legacy. I don't care in terms of like how many games you won or I've never cared about that. Whenever I'm you know, on my deathbed, I don't think I'm going to give a damn about how many games I won. Okay. You hear that, that wouldn't fly in Alabama. Well, let, let me tell you, what, what does that mean to you? Because yeah. you know, you say it doesn't fly in Alabama. SC moved heaven and earth to bring Lincoln Riley here. Oh, there's, yeah. There's a reason why um, Lincoln Riley, and it's pretty much, hey, here's the keys. We're going to get the hell out of your way. And there's a lot of expectations. They're a top five program in the country right now. The expectations last year, you had a kind of a bad taste in your mouth by losing the last two games. But let's not get it twisted. He is so far... The promise of having Lincoln Riley is worth every penny. Go look at the Coliseum right now. The expectations are there. What goes through your mind when you hear that? You know, I think it's just a guy telling you how he stays even keel. There's a lot of pressure to it. He's at SC. 
And he's a guy that's expected to have a lot of success. So I think he's trying to tell you this is how I remain calm. And he's right. I mean, there was a time when I was younger in my 20s when you guys played that video. That guy you saw in the video was only – I was only obsessed with my numbers, stats. But now that I'm like 20 years, 25 years removed from that, I mean, that's old stuff. Who cares? I'm on to something different. I'm on to watching my kids grow. Sure, so sure. I see where he's going with that. But, yeah, I, I, to me, I think the only one – Outside of Nick Saban, who knows how long he's going to hang around in college football and be dominant. The only one that is young enough and has enough pizzazz to at least fight back and keep kids away from Deion Sanders is a guy like Lincoln Riley. Like Emily said, if you want to come here, if you're a young quarterback and you want to come here and get better and have a shot at the Heisman or become a better pro-style quarterback. Number one overall pick, maybe. You want to come here and work with Lincoln Riley. If you're that guy's dad... You want to send that kid to Lincoln Riley to improve him. But let's talk about the totality of college football. This is what I mean. Deion Sanders can talk to anyone, including that kid, plus the kid that's from the broken home. Okay, You know what I'm saying? He can recruit every single person in college football to come to his program. But the only other guy, the antidote to the Deion Sanders, would be a person like Lincoln Riley. Well, you listen to some of those quotes, and listen, we all have a – when's the first thing you said was that that wouldn't fly in Alabama. There is a certain thing that comes with sports where we as fans are like, what do you mean there's something more important than winning this game, right? Like there's just – that's just a, a, a sports perspective when you're We talked for an hour fan. about fandom, you know? Yeah, Fans 100%. are passionate and they want you to win because it feels personal. They kill them. trees in Alabama when they lose. They we, – we care and a lot of times it's unhealthy. When I, when I read quotes or I listen to what Lincoln Riley just said, when he said, I may have a different tune when I get to 49, but I don't care about legacy. I don't care in terms of how many games you won. I've never cared about that. It's easy to listen to that and say, you know, is Lincoln Riley committed? Is – Wait, is Lincoln does he have does he care about winning a national championship for um, the University of Southern California? I get you can read that or you can listen to that and maybe say, "What he only wants to do this till he's forty nine? Let me give some perspective. And I think in as always in life, things evolve. The way we looked at things twenty five years is different than the way we look at it today. The way Saban is doing it does not have to be the way the next coach does it. Um, Lincoln Riley is, I think, an interesting example. How is this dude at his age already coached Oklahoma and USC? What? These are two of the best yeah, programs yeah. in the history of college football. I think he started at 33. Most guys don't get those jobs until you're 40. Can I give you another example? Yeah, go ahead. Watch Sean McVay the last couple of years where after every season the question is, is Sean McVay going to continue to – there's real question marks. Does he still want to continue to coach? For me and you, that might be like, what the hell are you talking about? You just won a Super Bowl. You're this, that. It's okay for other people to have other interests. And I'm not telling you that Lincoln Riley or Sean McVay won't be doing their jobs for a really long time. But they're also doing it their way. Maybe there are other things that they want to accomplish in life. Maybe you don't have to play 20 years in the NBA or 20 years in whatever this. There's some guys like Andrew Luck that did it for a certain amount of time. It's like, all right, that's it. I'm done with it. And then there's Belichick. Then there's Belichick. Who's not done. That's what I mean. Then there's Pete Carroll, who's still there at what age? Forever. Mm -hmm. And they'll do it forever. As long as you remain competitive, you'll be in this game. So, like he said, at 49, 50 years old, he could find that second and third year and say, you know what? I don't want to do anything else with my life. This is my life. Ball is my life. So, what he's saying right now is, look, I'm I'm doing this. I'm trying to remain even keel. This is how I keep my head about me when, when all things are falling apart or when it's going crazy, when there's chaos. I just keep calm because who knows what I'm going to be or what I'm going to want to do at 50. But right now, he's as competitive as anyone in the country. So is he committed? Absolutely. Are they recruiting like gangbusters? Yep. Sure. Do they want to win the Pac-12? Absolutely. I mean, do they want to win the, the Big Ten? Yes. At the in the game last week when they played, who were they playing again? They were playing uh, uh, Stanford in the second half. There was some sort of like miscommunication, just like the focus wasn't there for their special teams. And Lincoln Riley was yelling up and down the thing because he's just focused in on winning up right by now. 40 or but you don't want to burn by, yourself yeah. out like we've seen with Sean McVay. That again, being realistic, that in 10 years, you know, to play and compete at this high of level with this much intensity for 10 years, it might burn him out. Of course, it's going to wear and tear. Of course, it's impossible that it, it doesn't depends, wear and tear. Unless you become that, that automaton, that robot. Have you heard that story about Nick Saban? He has the same honey bun. The same dessert oh, yeah, at the I same think. time every single day. 
He does the same thing every single day it's without the fail. Mystery? It's not the cannoli combo no. that she was talking about earlier. Not that. <laughs> cannoli, nacho. But that's his hey, one deal. Hey. So some of these coaches, they do it right, and they want to do it one way every single time without mistakes, without fail. And if there's a mistake, regardless yep. if you're up by 90 or not, yep. they're going to blow a gasket. That's just how they are. All right, come Monday. Are you running your mouth to Jorge? Is Jorge running his mouth to you? Oh, you know what's about to happen. Come what's on. What's about to happen? We got Help the better quarterback, here. and you know it. I don't want to hear this Brock Purdy stuff. I know he's been good. You're the one talking. We have the superior quarterback. <laughs> he's very comfortable anything, over there. Man. Yeah, Matthew Stafford yeah. is the superior quarterback on game. What about the he's talking because he's nervous. You see I'm not I'm nervous. I'm confident. <laughs> oh, Look, if we, can, if we can block you guys up, we'll you have a shot to wait, beat wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to you wear can't. my poncho after the game. That's what's going to happen. He's passing around that. Your poncho. 49er poncho, people, right there yeah, in the back. Let me are. see it. I'll bring what, it. What size is it? Uh, it's your size. <laughs> <laughs> One size fits all. Yeah. One size fits all. Wait, One why is it so heavy, Jorge? Because that's that's the that's how much a W weighs. Okay, ask him yeah. if he's holding his breath every time McCaffrey runs the football. No, I'm not. Uh, you are, yeah, and oh, you know you are. Like, that yeah. guy breaks down every year. You're <laughs> yeah. just waiting on it. Come okay. on, like, yeah, but, but you say you say you say you're not nervous about something. Of course you are. Why wouldn't you? No, be? I'm not nervous. Of no, you are. Why would I be nervous? Well, not. Like, I'm not going out there. Not like, not <laughs> like literally from As that perspective. I'm not running from Nick Bosa. <laughs> <laughs> you are not. I, I don't have oh, to worry about Gino him. Smith oh, that, I don't have to worry audio. about Fred Warner knocking me out. <laughs> no. Wait, Demarco, did you hear this last week? So, did you see that thing where? Uh, so, Gino Smith was mic'd up, I guess, where they yeah, have mic'd up around this. him. So. Um, uh, Aaron Donald, one of the times where he was like unimpeded towards Geno Smith yep. and didn't sack him, but he just threw the ball at the ground. And this is what Geno Smith was mic'd up saying when Aaron Donald was running at him unimpeded. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the way it looked too. Yeah, yeah. Has, like I would be scared. Oh, of course. Did you see the play? Yeah, I watched. Aaron that. came around on a stunt and was scot free up the gut. Yeah, that scared the. Uh, there's no way. I don't care. Whatever. Even if I make that bet, I'm not wearing that. I like that. Even if you make it. Only okay, on my I, deathbed. Can I yeah. give you – it doesn't have to necessarily be a prediction. Yeah. Three but, for three against the Marco. Three but, for three. <laughs> <laughs> three for three? What's the third? We bet the Rams. We yeah. bet uh, on boxing. Yeah. And we got uh, – We got Canelo Charlo. Yeah, yeah. You already see he's already assuming victory. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a prediction, but how do you think things play out on Sunday for – uh, a week ago, talking about the Rams, there was a lot of question marks. There was a lot of hesitation to really talk too positively about them. Then they go out and beat the Steelers. Look, the Niners, there's there's no surprise. What happened with them and the Steelers, yeah. that wasn't too big of a shock. It's What the happened 49ers. in Seattle was a narrative changer. What happened in Seattle, yeah. all of a sudden we're talking about the Rams differently. I thought it was the most surprising game of the weekend, personally. How do you think Sunday plays Okay, out? I'll say this. In all, in all fairness, it, 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 look, if, if the Rams play their best game, and San Francisco plays their best game. It's going to be tough for the Rams to win. That yeah. roster is just that good. They are that talented. Brock Purdy has saved their bacon up there in San Francisco. But that's not to say San Francisco can't be beaten. That's not to say on any given Sunday, like you saw versus Minnesota and Philadelphia last night. Yep. Minnesota put it on the ground four times. That could happen. This is why you play the game. So. Look, uh, you're going to need something like that turnover. You're going to need something big, and you're going to need you need help. Your best effort against the run to stop McCaffrey, and then you'll have a shot to win the football game. But I do believe we have the better quarterback playing on Sunday, so that counts for something in the National Football if, League. Just if if Rams beat the Niners, and they're two and zero, and we're walking in here on Monday, what's your? He's wearing my jersey. Then I'm down. He, you're down. He's not down. He's not going to be. Doesn't sound like he's. Are you wearing? Oh, it? he is. I'll wear the poncho. There you I'll go. Wear, there you but go. you got to rock the jersey. I'm down. You're on. All okay. Day Monday. <laughs> is it your jersey? It's my jersey. Okay. Absolutely. All right. I hate to do this to you. Might yeah. as well give it to him now. Oh, no, <laughs> so look at you. I'm sorry, man. I got, I got trouble. Yes, I got trouble. Think that's going to happen. All right. We got the dump coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeper Show, 710 ESPN. So the last few segments, we've been talking about college football as a whole. Um, so Nick Saban uh, joins a radio show uh, in Tuscaloosa, and uh, they have they have regular callers there that have their opinions about the team. And so Nick Saban was kind of uh, one of the, like a guest host, not really, but like a guest that would answer questions from the audience slash callers. And so this caller, Pee Wee, decides to call in, and uh, this is Nick Nick Saban's response to Pee Wee's 
before even Pee Wee has a chance to say anything. Well, Pee Wee, I've been wanting to talk to you all week, man. I mean, we got to firm up the pocket. <laughs> We're setting too soft. We're getting pushed back in the middle. All right, everybody thinks we can't hold up against the blitz, but they're sacking us with four-man rush, one three-man rush. Only one sack came off of a pressure, so I wanted to ask you what the hell's going on. <laughs> I believe you covered it all right there, Coach. A little personality there. Yeah, That's awesome. I, I like Saban when he gets out there. When he gets fiery, when he shoots back a little bit. See, I like that, and I also like Belichick. I like the one-word answers. You think Saban has? He's changed in the last couple years. Do you feel like he? He's loosened up some. I think he's. That, I was yeah. going to say that's the perception I have. And and for people who are so successful like that, I wonder if they think, hey, if I loosen up a little, it's actually good. It's good for the program. Maybe I'm not as robotic. Maybe people think, you know what, this is a real person. I'm sure that part of his development is, if I loosen up a little bit, it's actually better light for me. It's better for our program. Well, what's left for him? I'm sure his house is paid off. He's I, won how many national championships? He has he's got, a line of credit out right now, yeah. so he's not completely done with the house. Oh, really? The, the okay. That he has. There's still sixty-seven thousand. I think that's, 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 oh, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but at some yeah. point, like Lincoln Riley said, at some point you're gonna, you know, get to the top top of the mountaintop. It's gonna be boring by yourself. So why not loosen up and have some fun with it? Okay. This was uh, Emily. You were trying to explain this a little bit earlier. So the Phoenix Suns are giving away TV antennas to fans. Okay. In April, owner Matt Ishbia, who eventually, you know, obviously bought the Phoenix Suns and he went out right away and started making moves, got KD in the offseason. They go out, trade for Bradley Beal. He announced plans to ditch cable TV, instead broadcasting 70-plus games on a local channel and tripling availability. Now fans can fill out a form and the Suns will ship them an antenna for free. If you're in Phoenix, my man, are you filling out the form? By the way, I'm yeah. a fan of this. I think that's dope. That's I, awesome. I think it's cool. And, you know, we talked about this joking around. I don't even know what games I'm allowed to watch or not. I feel like every game that I go for is blacked out for some reason. I don't know what the rules are. I don't know what the regulations Again, are. Again, when you're in the one place that you should be able to watch it because this is where all the fans are. It seems like there's always a game that's blocked out or blacked out. I wonder if we're not too long away from what he's doing where every team starts deciding, listen, you want to watch all our games, home games, road games, our content, all that stuff, forget the provider. C come directly to us. You can stream every single game. You just go to phoenixsuns.com, and everything is there for you to get the app. Does that not sound like an easier world to be living in? When I would it comes do that in team? a heartbeat. Absolutely. W I, what's the downside to that? I think the only downside is they the control teams content. Are what? Yeah, so much money yeah. off of the uh, off the cable the, companies. Off the cable company. Because then the cable company is like, yeah, you you might get knock at everybody for sports, but someone else in the house likes X Y Z. Yeah, I think it, it it'll eventually maybe get there. Um, but yeah, the problem the the cable companies. Let's use as an example. Um, I'll use it for one of my teams this year. Now Spectrum's different with the Lakers. That's a long relationship, and it's worth billions of dollars. Bally Sports, which carries a lot of the baseball teams, carries a lot of the hockey teams, used to carry the Padres. And then one day it was like, hey, Bally Sports is no longer making their payments to the Padres. Bally Sports is no longer – it does not exist anymore. Wow. So now everything went to MLB.com. But it was – it's the first time I've ever really seen – I'm sure it's happened, but it's one of the first times. So when we say this could happen potentially sooner than later – well, not everybody's got the deep pockets of some of these other markets, or not everybody's got the deep pockets of some of those other cable like I, providers. Like, you know, think about the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, are there that many sure. Oklahoma City Thunder fans yeah. that would, like, buy into this? It'd have to be, like, a league-wide thing probably that people would have to agree to. to. What, if, what if the Dodgers did it? They're another one that I don't think they need to because of Spectrum. But if they did, I think people would do it. I think every Dodger fan, yes. period, no, would no, do they it. they would. Yeah. 100%. Listen, there's certain franchises. Here's the thing, too. It's less to do with the market that you're in. There are global brands that are so big. The Lakers have fans everywhere. Everywhere. The Dodgers had a home stand or had a road series in Boston against the Red Sox. Go look at some of those games. Yeah. A lot of Dodger fans at Global. Fenway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there are a lot of these fans everywhere. It makes more sense, I think, sometimes for these bigger franchises because you've got fans everywhere. It's not just a local team anymore. 
Um, so I have this next one. Uh, so I love to point out one when fans, you know, get it right and they got it right before it even happened. But I also want to point out this guy's amazing accent. I think it's hilarious. So this is an Eagles fan yesterday at 4 a.m. predicting both uh, the star player of the game and the uh, This is perfect. Score. This is perfect because DeMarco's got a really good Philly <laughs> accent as well. He'll do right after. Okay, I'll play it. DeAndre Swift, I think he's really going to step up for the Burrs and – Six-point win. I'm calling it. My prediction. Go, Birds. Wow. Heck of a prediction. That sounded more like bears than birds, but that's great. It go did, right? Birds. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Do you, you want to do the sports it? almanac from... Do you want to do your Philly thing now? I don't have a Philly... You, you, you put the pressure on me. You told me. I did not brain. tell you. What, what is this? <laughs> Yo, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> the Schuylkill River. That works. That works right they, there. And they also, when they do like, yeah, for the water, they say water. The water? So the water ice. That's their uh, their icy? Yeah. Yeah, it's called a water ice. Water ice. Water ice? Yeah, water ice. Yeah, water, water ice. ice. <laughs> you're gonna, by the water, the Schuylkill, the Schuylkill River? She's not bad at all that. That's her Jersey good. one. Her Jersey one's I lived the in, best I one. lived in Philly for six months. I got it a little bit. Were you a big Breaking Bad fan? I, you know, I did. I got into it. Okay. I, I, I binge watched, yeah. Em, can you tell us specifically about this episode? Yes. I, I don't. I'm going to need some. I'm going to need just, you to just help me. memory. Okay, so yeah. a decade ago, the Breaking Bad episode called Ozymandias came out. So this is not the penultimate episode. It's episode right before the penultimate episode. Mm. Um, so it's the three to last. It's almost unanimously voted as one of the best episodes of television of all time. So um, the episode begins with a character that has been followed for a long time um, not making it to the end of the story. And they're in the middle of the desert. No, not that person. Oh, yeah, but I'll. I'll so no, I don't no, wanna, I don't the other guy. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah the yeah. other guy uh, is is killed off in the desert, and then it kind of tumbles into the whole the whole series is about how Walt is doing it for his children, yeah. and his family, and then you find out that it, I mean you find out the, the whole series, but there's no way of coming back from what he does, yeah, and that it's not for his family anymore. So if you haven't watched it again recently, go back and watch it again. Okay. It's an episode that I watched the first time, and I can't forget after watching What's the guy's it. name that died? Right, well, you can't tell me. There'll be a spoil. Well, can we spoil something from 10 years, 10 years ago? 10 years ago, but people are re-watching it all the okay. time. Okay, like, let, my sister's let me, re-watching it right now. Let me ask you this. on. So you watched Breaking Bad yeah. in, the, in the thick of it, right? When it was popular and everything else. Actually, kind of after. after. I binged, yeah. Can you go back? Like, I, I think about this. Breaking Bad was so good. Oh, great it show. Was, a, it was a few years back. Yeah. And there were so many episodes. Would you ever go back in a series like that, start from the beginning? And, I've and watched it. I watch it every year. I have watched. I'm watching The Sopranos again for like the eighth time. Ask for it. What episode are you in Sopranos? I, I want to see where, if you guys are, you? are on the same I'm episode. I'm not going to watch it because I heard everything <laughs> he from refuses. everybody here. Oh, refuses you told him about it? To watch oh, no. It's, it's so good. I heard everything about it from here. So how do I watch it? You, could be, uh, go to YouTube. There's a bunch of fan theories. And you'll start again and watch like scenes you've seen and, from different perspectives. Again, That's movies and shows like theory. this. So Breaking Bad, Sopranos. Again, Jorge. Who cares? But like the um, the mastery and the artistry of both of those shows requires multiple viewings because it is you miss things. You get yes. you yeah. get a new view. You you might read an article, and be like, wait, I didn't remember that thing, and then you watch it again. You're like I can't believe I missed foreshadowing, this. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Breaking Bad is so good at this. It's it's so rich. So, again, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, go watch Ozymandias today. John, I don't know if you know this. I watched The Wire and Sopranos because of you and Mace during COVID. Kept talking about, you know, everybody was kind of starting to think, hey, should we go back and watch this? Watch Had that? you never yeah. seen The Wire before? Oh, never my seen God. It's so good. It's, never seen it The Wire. Is. It's so good, it's sad, though. <laughs> right. It, but it's the first show, for my money, that made both those shows, actually, made the criminals as smart as the guys trying to catch them. True. The which is it. why it worked. What and was in the, the case of The Wire, the smarter. You know, the, the, the drug dealers in The Wire were way smarter than the cops. Mm-hmm. What was the bad guy, the, the, the second drug dealer? Marlo. Marlo. Yeah. Oh, my God, that guy's terrifying. Yeah. Well, you know, the, because he just didn't give a crap about and his anything partner, or Chris, anybody. Yeah. Chris Partlo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Well, because you, you – Avon um, Barksdale was scary, but Stringer Bell was his basically executioner. Right. But those guys 
had feelings. The when Marlo and Chris came along, there were no feelings. It's like if you're in my way, you're dead. <laughs> right. Okay, this probably not a big surprise here, and then we'll get to super crosstalk. Vivid Seats shared that the upcoming Rocky Mountain Showdown, obviously Colorado, Colorado State. Um, here are the ticket prices. In 2014, it was seventy-eight dollars. This is the still in Boulder. This is these are all the Boulder prices. Okay, all the Boulder prices, seventy-eight dollars. 2015, it was $74. $206 now to go to this game between Colorado and Colorado State, which, wow. you know, six months ago, if you're looking at the calendar and you look at whether the schedule had come out or not, I don't know how you feel, John. Every time we talked about Dion today, it's like we cannot get enough of Dion Sanders. Here's my big hope. I hope that Colorado can win two more games. This weekend against Colorado State, and then next weekend at Oregon, and that sets up USC at Colorado. Wow! Three weeks from now, and I don't even know how you would put a point spread on that game. We've been talking about it for a week. I said I think USC by nine, and then Joe Fortenbach came on yesterday and said, "No, your your spread's too high. USC by seven. What makes you think two touchdowns? Right? Well, I think it's thirteen and a half. It's completely dependent on what happens against Oregon. If Oregon whacks them, the line is bigger." Uh, if they hang with, uh, with I think Oregon Colorado's going to beat Oregon. Do you? I just do. I watched Oregon play Texas Tech, and they were lucky to win that game. Well, what else do you do? If first takes out there, 60 minutes, Pat McAfee, it's big noon kickoff, it's college game day, what if they walk into that SC game and they haven't lost a game? Who else are you putting out there? CNN, Fox, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the BBC out there. Who else is sending out yeah, Sky News. The Entertainment View. Tonight. <laughs> Eurosport. Wow. Everybody's doing it. The night of all out there. Wow. Yeah, I thought, I, I think today, and I know it's like the the guy and the story and all that stuff, but I, I needed a little break from it at some point today. Like, First Take was there, then Pat McAfee was there, then Sports Center was there. I'm like, all right, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, and everybody wearing sunglasses today on uh, Crazy, First right? Take. You should yeah. put yeah. yours on, too, right? I now. should put mine on. I should rock them. The whole in honor of uh, Dion, you are... said there's a few guys that can do it. Three, Mace, Mace can he get is away. Not with it. He is not among them. Wait, is Dion one of them? <laughs> oh yeah. D so it's only Dion, Snoop, and Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. That's Nobody it. else That's wears sunglasses. Oh man, that the is Marco. tough. It's a short list of guys short that list. can wear sunglasses. Let me see, male or female, yeah, who, no, can, who can wear sunglasses. The extenuating circumstances are too if you have vision issues. Like I do. I've Jose vision. Feliciano or oh, uh, okay. Stevie no. Wonder. Yeah. Or... Well, I can't deal with brightness. Like it's so bright. A lot of that. Yeah. I need people who say here. people it's who so say bright, this. Are... I gotta wear shades. Yeah, people that say what Mason just said. That's what Kellerman used to say. He's a liar. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to wear the shades. He just did it because he wanted to look cool. He had brightness issues. I think he had brightness issues. He's Eyes were. He had. Was he needed things to he be spent dimmed. Twenty five years on TV, right. where there are nothing but lights Super and never bright wore in them. here. Don't yeah, you yeah. sometimes need sunglasses in here? Bit. And this, oh, yeah, these, yeah, and exactly. this one behind that me light, goes. That light's not even on, and then that one's like blaring. Jim McMahon used to wear sunglasses all the time. All right, yeah, let's start. Yeah. Uh, let's start some super crosstalk. All right, Mason and Ireland in the house. We spent some time to start out the show trying to describe. Everybody has a different de definition of fandom. Yes. So Jorge obviously rocking his Niners gear, but yeah. he's from Los Angeles. Yes, correct. And there were a lot of people that had their own definition of what fandom is. And they're is. all wrong. And they're all different. They're all wrong. Okay, yeah. give your definition of fandom. It's proximity. If, if there is a definition. It is proximity. To Wherever you were born, those are your squads. If you were born in L.A., you are a Dodgers, Lakers, whatever fan. Now, I give him a break because the Rams were gone and there was no one else to root for. So he picked the Niners. But isn't that that's fair? Isn't that what we're going to see on Sunday? Is a bunch. Uh, you know, it's funny. McVeigh was on this week, and he said, "I asked him about so much red in the stadium." He said, "That's kind of my grandfather did that. I mean, all those great San Francisco 49ers runs while the Rams that's were out true. of town. Yeah. So a lot of people locally but, became Niners fans. Uh, Demarco Mason just completely blows up your theory. What do you mean? He grew up in Ohio, didn't move here until he was an adult, and now is all he's all Rams, all Dodgers, all the time. Yeah, I've been here 35 years. You I mean, are, at some point, you do become a local. Yeah, but he, he yeah. just said it's where you were born. Where you were born. Oh, so yeah, you no. should be a... Was ne you know what's You have to be, yeah. Was never a fan of any Ohio teams. No, yeah. Yeah, why is that? Not even Ohio, Ohio State. State. Hated wow. Ohio you root, State. Who'd you root for in college football as a Penn kid? Penn State. How? My whole family yeah. was in Central Pennsylvania. They're from oh. Altoona, Pennsylvania. Okay. So that's that's where my rooting interest was. I hated Ohio State. 
hated Michigan. Uh, I, I can't say I hated the Indians, but I never rooted for them. Uh, I did like the Reds a little bit in the 70s when they got really good. Hated the Browns. Uh, I was a Rams fan. And by the way, I was a Rams fan when I was in Ohio. Wow. Uh, so I was not I was not rooting for the, uh, the, the Bengals or the Lions or any of those teams. So, mm-hmm. uh, But I don't think it's necessarily all about – like my dad was a Cowboys fan. From Pennsylvania. From Pennsylvania. How? That's what I don't get. Go ahead. He liked the star. He liked the fact that they won a well, lot. Well, in your he dad's case, swag. a lot of it was they were on TV every weekend. Uh, yeah. It's and, like being a Steelers fan. And he also yeah. loved yeah. He loved Tom Landry, and he loved Roger Staubach, and he loved Tony Dorsett. John, Those you, were th- three iconic people. You for said him. the TV thing. Yeah, it's funny. We had a lot of people hit us on Twitter. They're Braves fans because of TBS. This is true. <laughs> that just that like makes the, sense. The, well, that's yeah. the only team I could watch when I was a kid or whatever. Back it was. East, WGN is is like that's that right, a little bit too, and that's the Cubs. And a lot mm-hmm. of people became Cubs fans because hey, the games are on TV. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's necessarily all about proximity. And I cut uh, LA some slack only because. This is year seven of, uh, True. of the Rams back in L.A. It's only year seven. Hundredth game for McVay. Isn't is that it, crazy? It is. Wow. That blew his by, right? This sure is did. His 100th game this weekend. Wow. It's crazy. I know. You said you were talking to John, right, when you said the Super Bowl, if the Rams oh, won a Super Bowl. Was that you? I was talking to one of you guys mm. about what it would take to grow a fan base This here. is before they won the Super Bowl. To make them true L.A. Rams fans. And I said, if they won a Super Bowl in this city, I think that <laughs> well, would go a long way. Well, and the one they won was a little watered down because it was during COVID. So it didn't, you know, they didn't get it. But it was full stadium. Full stadium. They Big got time. the parade. 2021, the it parade was full too. stadium. Yeah. It, so uh, I, I think if you did a like a poll and everybody actually answered it, yeah. You would be Raiders 1, Rams 2, Chargers 3. I think that was the combo. Like, if yeah. we yeah. won a Super Bowl here, if they won a Super Bowl here, you would supplant the Raiders yeah. as the team in the city. I think, right. they're, I think they're making inroads every year. No, I think um, it's all, the only thing that's going to fix it is time. Over time. time is the thing that's going to fix it. I mean, uh, all the little kids who saw the Rams win the Super Bowl are going to grow up to be uh, to, to be adult Rams fans. And so I think you're – like uh, I always say, there's a little kid in my section who wears like the big Rams chain. And yeah. He's like, he's like all of like nine years old, and he's in an Aaron Donald jersey and the he's chain and all he's that ready. stuff. He's like, when he grows up, yeah. he's hardcore. You know, so you're, right. you're growing a new generation, I think, of fans. Um, did you did you make a bet with uh, Jorge on Oh, Sunday? we did. DeMarco's yeah, bet. he what talked me into it. Where is he? Well, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, Same my jersey the, versus his poncho. Yeah, the poncho is going poncho? everywhere. God, no, no, never... he's going to wear my jersey. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> I can't wait to see Jorge, because that'll be a dress on him. That'll, come on, Oh, man. yeah, that's true. That's yes. true. How do you feel? How do you feel? We were talking about this. I He disagrees with... Is there a middle ground to Sunday? Let's say the Niners, okay, there's the best case scenario, Rams beat the Niners. They actually Correct. beat yes. them. Worst case. They get blown up. The Niners are the Niners, and they're arguably the best team. 42 to 10. Th- yeah. That happens. But what if something in the middle happens, that the Rams hang with the 49ers? They just went to Seattle and won. Not that many people thought they were going to do it. They, they won pretty convincingly. Very convincingly. Then you go actually. up against the Niners. What if it's a one-score game, but the Niners won? Do you take anything out of that? Absolutely. DeMarco does it. I think that's I a good week. I think yeah. that's a good measuring stick right I, there. I guarantee you Sean McVay does it. No, of course not. I mean, I want the win. That's yeah. all I friggin' care about. But it does give you – if all of a sudden you get two games into the season, you beat Seattle – and you right in it with San Francisco. I think that means then something. I think you're you're going to Indianapolis and you're going to win. I think you got a shot at Cincinnati. I think you got a shot at the Eagles at home. You got Arizona. You potentially come out of that stretch either three and three or four and two. And to me, that's a win. Yeah, no player will ever tell you. Never, ever, never tell uh, you that there's a moral victory. Right. They just moral victories don't exist no, in the minds of professional athletes. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, no, he's, he's right because if they lose. Sunday, that's ten in a row. Right. So there's there's nothing except, else except, I, except, except for the them. important one. Except yeah. for the important one. Except for and, the one that mattered. Yeah. And and by the way, if they lose seventeen to sixteen and uh Brett Maher's field goal to win it hit the post, they'll be devastated. They'll be they'll, they'll, Oh sure. The, the, it won't be well, we hung with the Niners. That's not how those But guys I think. as a sportscaster, I will look at it and say, We hung with the Niners. As a fan, I will look at it and say, I, We hung with the Niners. That's 
that may be the best team in the NFC. Yeah. Um, and if you're in it with them, I think it's uh, it tells you a lot where you are in terms of developing. The one thing I was I was talking to people last night. I was over at SoFi for a reception, and I was talking to people last night, and we were saying, you know, it's hard to say even what the ceiling is for this team, because. Like how, you don't know. How good can they yeah. actually be? Like, we knew they were really good last time, but how good could they really be the second time all these guys set foot on an NFL field? You know, there so many of those guys were playing their first NFL games at a very hostile well, place. And, and, you know, something we don't talk about enough is, and DeMarco, I'll throw it to you because it's been true of every professional athlete I've ever met. Pro athletes will tell you, to a man, they remember the losses more than the wins. And the reason is you always expect to win, right? Of course. So if yeah. you go in like you won a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, but I remember that one win. Right. But, but I, yeah, I remember but, most of my bad plays than the good ones. Right, because yeah. the expectation level you go into all these games at, like Michael will – Michael had a really good career, won two rings with the Lakers. What he dwells on – what Worthy dwells on are the ones they let get away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, um, and so fans have the ability to go, well, that was really fun. We lost 17-16. to 16. It was a great game. I was there for the whole thing. Thought we had it. Uh, move on to the next week. I'm going to take the souvenir home. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> take the cup home. If, if, you ask, if, you did a, if you ask every Ram if that's the way that went down, what are you thinking about more today? The the win over the Seahawks or the loss to the Niners? They'll all say the loss. Loss to the Niners. Because they think they're – every athlete, even when – like, there's there's college players that are, like, 50-point underdogs. Like, South Carolina plays Georgia this week. South Carolina has no chance. But those South Carolina players don't believe that. They, they, they're they not showing up to lose. No, they're showing so, up to win. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what makes some of this complicated, too. Everybody's, like, counting the Rams out and saying they can't win. Blah, I think blah, they're going – I mean, I – They can know, win. Trust I, me. I think <laughs> I was on Twitter last night just just burning going Frisco off. fans. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> oh, I was just, like, totally trolling all the Frisco fans. Uh, and, and by the way, if you want to troll them, keep calling them Frisco. They hate that. Trust me. That's why yeah. I'm doing it. Wow. Right. Yeah. Just like the Vegas fans. They got all pissed off yesterday. The Raiders fans got pissed off because they called them Vegas. They are Vegas. They're Vegas, and they're Frisco. They want to be called Vegas. Las Vegas? No, Vegas. they don't want to be called the Raiders. Oh, they want to be called the Raiders. Uh, Just oh, the Raiders. Well, that's like okay. for some reason people at USC don't like Southern Cal. Yeah, yes. what is it with that? It's officially on the <laughs> on the press notes every week. I saw, week. Mark, don't call I saw a Southern picture Cal. of Mark Sanchez the other day walking around with a hat on that said Southern Cal, and I went, uh oh, uh oh, didn't get the memo. Well, remember wow. who never got the memo was Keith Jackson back in the day. Yeah. He would always Southern Cal. Some people don't like Matt Stafford. You know? Yeah, you Matt, can't say, yeah, don't, no, say no, Matt don't say Matt Stafford. You'll get the memo. Yeah, it's Matthew. It's Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Matthew yeah. Stafford. <laughs> we, well, and I know there's been a lot of conversation around primetime today, right? Uh-huh. I had not heard. Yeah, and every <laughs> TV and everything else. Prime Primetime. Oh, said, uh, Deion Prime. Sanders, yeah. yeah. Prime. Coach <laughs> he said something that I'm not, t I'm not saying that it doesn't uh, – I, I was trying to say – John, it's almost like the marriage that LeBron was the most powerful brand in the NBA on his own. The Lakers were the most powerful brand of the NBA on their own. And they merged the two companies together. Right. And you can't get any more powerful. That is Dion's goal in this. What if Dion, who's with a program in Colorado that nobody was talking about a few months ago. They were 1-11 last year. No yeah, one was talking about it. The over-under yeah. was 3.5 this year. What happens if he merges Dion's the biggest name in all of college football by far plus yep. you're talking about him on sunday and through the week and everything else what if he merges with one of these other top 10 programs in the country what kind of a partnership is that what kind of recruits are you getting demarco said yeah i don't think he's going to do that i think he'll go from where he is today and he'll, eventually he'll be in the league in the nfl i completely agree absolutely and i know that yeah. the, i watched him today and you know Stephen a asked him about it and he's ah, it's supposed to say that, to do right? this yeah. and you know they see you and on and on buffalo nation or whatever it was um but i he's not going to say yeah someday i'm, I'm well about it. brian see yeah. if you As a matter can, of fact, I love see the nfc joel clatt from yesterday so oh, yeah joel clatt is the lead announcer for fox and went to colorado and talks to Dion every week did his first two games live. Listen to what Klatt said, because he's not leaving any wiggle room. Listen to this. He's not going to the NFL. I don't know if he's going to be at Colorado for sure. I can't say that, but he's not going to the NFL. Why? 
Dion doesn't want to coach in the NFL. He's told me that point blank to my face. Um, he believes that his role is more as a mentor. Yeah. He loves coaching kids. Yeah. Um, and, and this is where he feels called. In fact, the word that he used with us in our, in our meeting, and you'll know this because he's very forward about his faith, he believes this is his ministry, to be there for kids in college, be a father figure to kids in this moment in their life. Guys like Jimmy Horn Jr. or Dylan Edwards, who he's been coaching since he was in Little League. He's not going to the NFL, period. Does that so, change your mind at all? Until those guys turn pro. Or until Jerry Jones calls. Yeah, it he keeps Jim, saying until uh, Jerry until Jones Jerry calls. calls. <laughs> here's, here's 10 years, 100 million. Yeah, here's come, a bigger church, Dion. Right? Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good but, point. John, there is something about that is deep, that he does yeah. get to do something in, like you said, he gets yeah. to go talk to kids who are not oh, adults yeah. yet or they're just they're 18 years old or whatever the case is, and he gets to talk to them about something that most of those other coaches can, or most of those other coaches can't relate to, and he could be – that person they look up to for the rest of their I lives. I think I love his swag. I do. I love prime swag. He's unbelievable, especially when you're in a room with him. It's 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 amazing to be in that area with him because he takes up all the oxygen. But I think what I love more than his swag is his message to the players and what he's preaching and what he's talking about because he is talking about becoming better or making yourself a better person or your 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 purpose in life. It's not just about X's and O's. He's getting right to the heart of who you are as a person. Yeah, I do he, respect that he, big time. He uses the word belief a lot. A lot. Belief. Yeah. And, you know, that's what he's gotten all of those kids to do is to believe in what their uh, their mission is. And, you know, he's very faith forward, too, yeah. uh, which, I you know, is, is really, I think, refreshing and it's cool. And I think those kids all, you know, uh, buy into that, the sure. sort of greater sense of good. Uh, that they're. I mean, he's he's accomplished an unbelievable amount already. Uh, regardless of what he decides to do here, he puts CU on the map. It, is he on sixty minutes on Sunday night? Is that? <laughs> I think sixty minutes is there. So wherever okay. he goes, they Got will it. follow Got him. Awesome. He doesn't uh, go. Piper. He doesn't go to sixty minutes. Sixty minutes goes to, to him. Dion. Exactly. Wow. Um, good luck this weekend. Thank you. Good luck go this Ray. weekend. Thank you. Where's Jorge? Supercross stock is brought to you by In and Out Burger. Get the snot out of the In and Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. Mason Island coming up next.